0: hi there welcome back to the woman inspired podcast or welcome if this is your first time here I am Karen I'm here to chat with you chat at you talk and have you listen all those good things and this is Christmas time so Merry Christmas today's podcast episode is titled that's a wrap all right Uh, today we're going to start with a pod quote This is by anonymous pod quotes, just a quote, a scripture, um, something that just sparks an idea in me, Uh, goes with the podcast, hopefully, sometimes it doesn't, sometimes it's just something I like to share. But today's pod quote is by I don't know whom, but the quote is, no greater gift has ever been given. No example of generosity so selfless no act in human history so important as Jesus coming to earth and being born of the Virgin Mary and to then allow his own sacrifice on the cross. I love that. It's beautiful. And uh, so as we go from pod quote to quote, let me quote a sponsored ad for you, (laughs) accessmore.com. It's the place to go for some encouraging, faith-building, faith-filled, educational, and entertaining podcast. in a safe space. I encourage you to check it out. There's some really great leaders out there, podcasters, speakers, preachers, educators on accessmore.com. And I'm so thankful that uh, I get to have them sponsor this podcast and help out with some things here and there because we do have some you know, podcast fees here and there. And I'm thankful for accessmore.com, not just because of that, but because they also provide a lot of amazing podcast programming. So if you haven't checked them out, I encourage you to do so. All right, so today's episode is titled, That's a Wrap. Um, And for a little lighthearted pod quote, how's this one? Hell has a whole level, entirely dedicated to Christmas gift wrapping. <laughs> are you, are you, are you the one that feels that way? Do you feel that way? Cause sometimes I feel that way. So here's a question for you. Do you put a lot of time and intention into wrapping gifts? Are you great at wrapping gifts? You know, making them look pretty, shiny, fabulous, super appealing. Are you you a shove it in a bag with tissue paper kind of person or do you match the paper with the bows and all the glittery goodness you can find in in a ribbon across the top? Those packages are so beautiful. I admire people who do that. I really do. Uh, uh, Or do you make sure that every corner of the paper matches just so and then you add a little flourish just where you carefully uh, scroll some beautiful calligraphy handwriting on the tag? Or do you grab old tissue paper that's been used, reused, crinkled up and repurposed and fluff it out the top of a gift bag that's already been used just enough that it'll hide the contents of the gift in the bag? <laughs> or are you a mixed bag? Ha ha ha. That was a pun intended there. Uh, me? Okay. Confession. I used to be a make it just so, have to look perfect, OCD, got to make it look Like it was from a store on a commercial. Not to add the flourish and and make it feathery pretty with flecks of gold and bows and ribbons and silver and all that. But just straight matter of fact clean edges, perfect lines, simple tag and a bow. No, not so much. Now I'm more of a, oh, I love, love, love seeing other people do that and them giving me gifts like that. Um, but I really love, love, love finding or making gifts for people and in me enjoying them, enjoying them kind of a person. But I am not into all of the wrapping like I used to be. I'm not a good wrapper anymore. I'm just not. I find no pleasure in wrapping gifts. In the gift giving, yes. But in the wrapping, oh, no. Not at all. It's like folding laundry to me. What's the point? I mean, I still do it. I still fold laundry because if I don't, then I can't find the clothes that I want to find and they get crazy wrinkled and then there's not enough room in the drawer or in the closet to put them. But I hate doing it every single time I do it. Same thing with the wrapping of the gifts. I have kind of grown into this place where I think, why why spend tons of money on new gift bags, crazy expensive bows when it's all going to be destroyed in 20 seconds and thrown on the floor or repurposed for someone else so they don't have to go to all the trouble of buying nice bags and paper to wrap with the next time that they purchase a gift. It's like a big cycle, isn't it? We have this tin in our family. It's a it's just this Christmassy tin. It's a tall tin and somebody gets it every Christmas. It's my husband and I and the kids. Someone gets it. And then it's passed on to somebody else in our little family of four. It's it's great and it's easy. You just shove something in there, put the lid on it, put a new tag on it. It's great. But recently, when it was our daughter's birthday, she was so excited because after she opened her gifts, she folded the tissue paper really neatly and the gift bags and she handed them back to my husband and said, here you go, dad. And he said, I don't want these. Take them home. She was giddy. I was not. I said, hey, if she was going to give those back, we should have taken them. He didn't get it. He doesn't buy all that stuff I do. She kind of looked smug and happy to be keeping the gift wrapping goodies. Understandably so. But but I find the whole wrapping a good thing because there's always a little surprise beneath the wrapping trapping. But still, I find it semi-pointless. That's partly how I think of it, as does my husband. I'm going to tell a little bit on him because last year my husband said something that cracked me up. I can't forget it even if I want to. <laughs> he doesn't just sigh like I do and, and say, oh, well, don't enjoy wrapping gifts, but let's make the most of it and get it done. He does the whole annoying, grumble, complain, bah, humbug thing when it comes to wrapping gifts. He hates it a passion. Somewhere in his past, I think he had some sort of gift opening trauma or some sort of tissue paper issue. But anyway, this year though, (laughs) he said that he's going to be determined to make the best of it, put on some music, get everything lined up and knock it all out in one sitting. I'll let you know how that goes. But last year, (laughs) what he said that I can't forget as it was happened while we were attempting to get things wrapped for family and friends. And he just stopped, just stopped what he was doing, he looked around and then he looks at me and says, you know why this bothers me so much? And I said, because you stink at it? <laughs> Seriously, he wraps worse than I ever thought about. If it doesn't fit in a bag, he will try to make it fit in a bag. If he can't make it fit in a gift bag, um, then he wants to take a garbage bag stick the gift in it tie it shut and put a bow on the black garbage bag and boom done (laughs) but anyway he said i think wrapping gifts is pointless even though some of them do look cool and they're cute but it's not what matters that the the looking cool and cute isn't what matters (laughs) and he said wrapping is just useless outer stuff that we stick over the good stuff inside It's like lingerie. Why do you even need to wear lingerie? It just covers up the good stuff and makes it harder to get to. (laughs) Yes, that is my husband's philosophy about lingerie and wrapping paper. So, you know, as I think about it, I did forget one kind of wrapper when I asked what kind of person you are when you wrap gifts. There's the kind of person who wraps gifts with that uh, devious, sly twist to it, like my dad. Oh he was a card. I remember many times that he'd wrap things in a funny way or in a in a way that was difficult for somebody else to open them. One time he got my mom a new set of wooden spoons and this was when I was little. All five of us kids in the family were young then. And my mom was elated to get wooden spoons because that was a luxury then, especially with a family that had five kids in it and a woman who cooked everything from scratch because Back then, that's just what you did. Um, that's what most of us should do more of now, actually. But anyhow, Dad got her wooden spoons. So she wasn't aware that the gifts contained wooden spoons, at least not until she got to the very end, because it took her a while to get to them, because he'd gotten a huge box and wrapped it, and inside it was a slightly smaller box, and inside that a slightly smaller box than that, and inside that another one. All of the boxes get gift wrapped and and you know so on and so forth, one right after the other until finally my mom got down to the set of wooden spoons in the smallest box inside, and she laughed and my dad laughed and we all laughed. I also know of a relative though also who decided to get his wife a nice office chair for her Christmas present. Well, it came in a box with several pieces that had to be put together. But he didn't want to spoil the surprise. So instead of putting the chair together and trying to hide it somewhere, afraid that she'd find it before Christmas, he decided to wrap each individual piece of the chair and put the instructions in her stocking. <laughs> so those are kind of a little de- devious and different way of wrapping things. And why am I talking about wrapping? Well, because it's Christmas. It's fun um, or not fun. And it's always, always uh, a thing that reminds me, no matter the box or the bag or the tidy taping, the bows or the lack of bows, that Christmas is not about the big fancy gifts and the dollars and the lack of sense that people have as they bustle around trying to to one up each other with this gift or that greatest gift because Christmas is about the gift, the gift of grace, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of mercy and eternal life and sanctification that comes with the birth of Jesus Christ. So you see the gift God gave to us, though, it was housed in a body, a decorative package that we human beings could easily relate to in the form of a man that we call Jesus. So the gift we were given forgiveness and love came all wrapped up in the form of a baby in a mother's womb and then a baby that was born lying in a manger and a baby that grew into a man who would sacrifice that body that flesh that outer packaging for every one of us so even though I can sometimes seem careless or I don't know honestly I don't care <laughs> about how I wrap a gift, I do care about the meaning behind what's inside the wrapping. What message is it sending? Is it sending the message that I care about the person? That what I chose, what I made, or or what I want to share has a purpose and a meaning behind it? Even if that meaning is just to crack someone up and help them find joy for a few minutes. Is it something that reflects my feelings for the person that I'm giving it to? Or is it something that just seems obligatory? Does it say I'm just going through the motions and gifting it because I feel I have to? Or is it something that I purposefully chose, like Jesus chose, to come in the body of a human being, walk this earth, and die on the cross as the gift, and to give the most precious gift of love ever known to mankind? Am I putting way too much thought into wrapping gifts or Christmas gifts in general? I don't think so. Not for me, because I think the world at large puts way too much emphasis on the dollar amount a gift is or the message of bling that it sends by how it's wrapped and how it looks rather than the meaning behind it. However, let me take this wrapping idea that's a wrap uh, one step deeper. I did a podcast recently about the gift. Again, the ultimate gift, Jesus Christ. What did he come packaged in? Again, a human body. So the son of God came down in a human male body as a gift to us. Now, he was born to a carpenter. He lived as a carpenter. He wasn't in a palace here on earth wearing the richest of clothing or eating the fatted calf every day. His his trappings didn't matter. He went from town to town not trekking with some big caravan or on, uh, on a Cadillac of camels, right? He was humble. Sometimes he, he, he rode a donkey or a pony. Uh, he walked humbly. He lived simply. And he asked his disciples to do the same, to leave the material world and trappings and wrappings behind. So I refer to all that to then ask you this. What are you wrapped in as you're walking your journey? Is what you're wrapped in also what you're trapped in? Are you more concerned about the outer package? You know, you are a gift, right? God made you just the way you are for a reason. And you were made in his image. And you have the same type human body that Jesus lived in. So are you more concerned with what you adorn yourself with on the outside and how you appear to other people than what your insides look like, than what's going on spiritually, I've met many women who are more concerned with getting weekly manicures than they are going to weekly Bible study. And a lot of men who care more about bench pressing weights than they do about lifting up a Bible, a Bible and reading it. But it goes deeper than that, don't you think? I mean, just open a social media app and you'll see a nationwide, worldwide, globally, all of that rap crap is everywhere. Are you wearing the latest greatest designer or forking out tons of money so you can have a particular designer's name on your butt or on your shirt tag or on a hair accessory? Whether you have millions in the bank or you have pennies in the bank, if you feel the need to wrap yourself in the things of this world, then you are trapped by the things of this world. You can take a pig and put pearls on it, but it will still be a pig. You can take an old dirty worn out shoe you found on the side of the road and stick it in a new balance or adidas box but it will still be an old worn out dirty shoe. The fancy trappings and wrappings and bows and high-priced tags and boxes won't change what's on the inside. You can doll yourself doll doll yourself up with highlights and lowlights and I don't know, diamond jewelry and skin tight ripped jeans. But if you're not in a relationship with the Lord, relying on his love and guidance to help you take this journey called life, um, then you are just a pig in pearls. Now, is there redemption for the pig and pearls? Yes. We're all practically swine anyway, right? We're all animals. We have fleshly bodies that, that want what they want when they want it. And our nature is to want to roll in the mud, basically, to get down and dirty and not care who we trample. That's the sin nature we're born with, but it's not where we have to stay. And it's what the world and evil wants us to roll in, to package ourselves in and declare ourselves to be swine, even though we're not because we... We were made, we are diamonds, we are jewels, we are precious creations of the Lord. But we are still animals. And sometimes we act like pigs instead of the children of God that God made us to be. We can package ourselves with love and the love of God. 1 John 2.16 says, For all that is in the world... The desires of the flesh and the desires of the eyes and pride and possessions is not from the Father, but is from the world. However, we were given a spirit that is not of this world. We were given a mind that God says can be transformed out of that swine attitude. We are not just a spirit wrapped in some package, and we are far more than this flesh that we're housed in that we try to make look a certain way to cover up for where we're lacking inside. So when I see an exorbitant amount of advertising and online marketing, Instagram and Facebook posts directed towards this hair product or that line of clothing and plastic surgery, weight loss, everything under the sun, how to get rich quick or getting rid of all signs of aging and all of the other bazillion things thrown in our faces every day, making sure that we know that we're not good enough, emphasizing a worldly message that the outer package is far more important than anything else. It just plain makes me angry because men and women, young and old, every single day are believing that rap crap, that what you're wrapped in is more important. Are you wrapped in money? Are you, are you wrapped in, in looking good and looking a certain way? Um, They're believing that message and in turn are spreading that same message to other people. They say it with their likes and with their follows, with their posts and with their reposts. And the world is showing this belief that the inside gift, the spirit, is far less important than the wrappings. It shows in how people are sad, how they're depressed or anxious and fed up to the point they consider taking their own lives because they don't feel good enough compared to all of that other stuff they see on how they're supposed to look. And how they're supposed to be covered in in riches and wealth. And too many of them succeed at taking their lives. And when we look at the outer package and we feel we don't measure up to what the world thinks we should, it's a recipe for disaster and death. I used to fall for it. and And, and if I don't watch it, I'll still fall for it. I have to have a clean, zero-tolerance digital diet, or I'll take in the whole lie on social media that the package I'm wrapped in isn't good enough, that this wonderful, though imperfect body of mine is the only thing that counts, and that it is indeed not good enough, not good-looking enough, not the right shape, not the right size, not outfitted correctly. And so I must, without delay, do something about it. I better do something drastic and do it now because, well, the gift I've been blessed with that comes straight from God just isn't good enough, is it? That's the message according to the world. To to the makeup industry, uh, to Hollywood, to social media, to all of the online critics hiding behind their screens, me and many men and women like me, uh, that's what we're, we seem like to them. Like, like we're all wrapped in crap and we need to change ourselves. If you don't look just a certain way or label yourself just a certain way or wear certain name brands or certain products, well, then that's a wrap. You're done. Unless you decide to rewrap in the image of the world. Hmm. And for those who don't have the money to invest in high priced makeup or surgery and yet another master class for self improvement or how to get rich quick, no worries because you can. You absolutely can with a touch of a finger or a thumb, use a filter, a photo enhancement or Photoshop to fake it till you have enough money to remake it. So let's be real as I always strive to be. This world, in so many ways, seems so right to man and womankind and to children. It seems like this is it. This is all there is. And because it, it, it seems like the world is right and we have to answer to it and we have to keep up with everybody else. And we're told to strive to fit into it, to shape up, to conform instead of be transformed. But Proverbs fourteen twelve cautions us and it tells us there is a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. But we are reminded in John fourteen six that Jesus, that little baby that came wrapped simply in old, inexpensive strips of linen broadcloth, we call swaddling cloth, and was placed in a trough in a manger, that he is the way, for he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So I ask, is there a wrap or a wrapping that is also your trap? What on the outside are you focusing on, if anything, that is ensnaring you physically, mentally, or spiritually? Is there something that you cannot leave the house without doing, without putting on, without wrapping yourself in because you fear what you might lack and what you might look like to someone else? Do you have to filter your face or soften the fine lines and wrinkles before you put yourself online? Or are you like me, afraid of a deluge of criticism so you just shy away from certain crowds or from posting pictures or videos online? Yeah. I too get concerned about what I'm wrapped in too much and the critics who might say something, but I'm working on it. I'm being totally transparent here, so pray for me. And I'll pray for you because the outside wrapping doesn't matter like the world says it does. How am I working on it? Good question. (laughs) First, let me tell you how I'm not working on it. I'm not drastically changing who God made me to be. I'm not getting plastic surgery or tattoos put on or taken off to please the world. I'm not going on a radical weight loss diet, so I'm a certain size just to please the world. I'm not dismantling my wardrobe and spending money I don't have to buy a newer, fancier, more expensive one that's supposedly guaranteed to make me look fabulous. I'm not using filters in Photoshop. Nope, I'm working on what's inside the wrapping, the gift within. I'm starting with realizing that when Jesus was born, he wasn't placed in a fancy hotel with Egyptian cotton sheets and mints on the pillows. (laughs) His surroundings were humble and even poverty filled. I'm starting by embracing the fact that Jesus was far greater than I've ever dreamed I could be. And yet a stable was good enough for him. I'm starting by remembering that our heavenly father cared enough for Jesus that he put the bright bethlehem star in the sky so others could follow it to him and that if god will do that for them he will also do that for me. John 8:12 says when Jesus spoke again to the people he said i am the light of the world whoever follows me will never walk in darkness but will have the light of life. If i open my eyes and i don't look away and I don't allow myself to get distracted by comparison or by the other packages, bags and bling out there, then I will stay focused on the light that guides me to Jesus, that God has given me to center me, to focus me, to keep me where I'm supposed to be going. And I will be far more likely to remember that that light and who I am on the inside is what matters. So if I do this, there will be no need for envy or comparison. You know, it took me a long time to embrace the fact that there is just one me. Uh, I am uniquely made. And sometimes this old brain of mine still forgets. But thankfully, God reminds me as I need it. He reminds me that he only made one me. He only made one you. There is no one of us that can truly compare ourselves to someone else because we are all uniquely made and made for a purpose. Even twins who are supposedly identical are still uniquely made. And if I remember that God promises to take care of even the lilies of the valley, the birds in the air, and all of his children, then I don't have to sit and wonder if he'll take care of me, even when I don't look my best, or feel my best, or I don't have much money in my bank account. He's still caring for me and loving me. And one more thing I'm doing. I am reminding myself every day That who I am is totally dependent on whose I am, not how I look. What's inside this package is what matters most, not how it's wrapped. Because I don't belong to this world, or to social media, or to a bank account, or to proprietors or bills or marketers or to anyone who likes or follows or dislikes or criticizes me in person or online. I don't belong to my employer or co-workers or even my family members or friends and I sure don't belong to the enemy. I belong to my heavenly father and he is the one that I owe it all to. The one who paid it all for me is the one I owe it all to. Genesis 1 27 says, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. In 1 Corinthians 8 6, it says, Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things came and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through whom all things came and through whom we live. When I think about Christmas, and all the amazing gifts that people must surely put together for other people. The care they take in selecting them and wrapping them and having fun with them and blessing someone else with those gifts. I do think about Jesus and the care that our Heavenly Father had in gifting us with our Savior and the gift of eternal life, with the gift of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God that guides us. I think about the gift. The gift of Jesus Christ. And while I can relate to the outer wrapping our Savior was sent in, in that human body, I know that what was inside mattered most. My prayer is that you come to know that you are a gift. That you, not what you look like, how much money you have, how fancy you look, what your title is or or, or what you drive, but you, the person inside that God made you to be. And my prayer also is that this Christmas is that you will know and understand fully that Jesus is the greatest gift there ever was. Thank you for tuning in to the Woman Inspired Podcast. I pray you and yours have a very Merry Christmas.